You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Well, we're excited to be back practicing Again, had a really good work all summer, uh, good work in the off season. Continue to try to build on that during camp, but I don't care what you do in preparation. When you start practicing, it's just a little bit different. So today's an opportunity for every player to see where they are and what they have to do to get where they want to go. And I think the point that players have to understand is they have to invest in themselves. We're not really asking them to sacrifice anything. But if we're going to practice well and have guys sustain it and be able to sustain the entire practice, which means they can finish plays, finish practice, finish games, then they have to take care of themselves off the field, how they eat, how they hydrate, how they sleep, as well as be able to take advantage of taking care of themselves when they get on the field. And I think that's critical that especially new players uh, at a lot of positions have the opportunity to get lots of reps. I think that's the key for their development, especially in fall camp and how they're going to be able to contribute uh, early on in the season. 
So, um, really not much else to say about it at this point. After one practice, can't really make a lot of evaluations about who did what. We'll watch the film later and kind of see where guys are and take them from wherever they are to wherever we need them to get and try to get them to commit to trying to get there. So, How do you well, I, I don't understand what's so hard to understand when the point being we were young and we should have nine starters back on offense and nine starters back on defense. That's the point I was trying to make. Six guys went out for the draft. So as we usually have to do, we have lots of rebuilding to do again this season. So that's the point that I was trying to make. So when you have a lot of young players playing, I don't think our standard is like everybody else's standard, but when you have a lot of young players playing, you're actually trying to rebuild. So those guys get the kind of experience you need so they can play at the level you need them to play at so you can play to the standard you want to play to. There you have it, Nick Saban singing his first day of practice blues once again. Can't do this, can't do that. We'll know, we'll know. I mean, that's very – you can take the last few practices in August and combine that with the exception of him talking about rebuilding. Welcome to the Jay Barker Show. I'm Matt Coulter. Hey there on streaming. There's Lars Anderson, uh, also joined by Jay Barker. Jay's going to set us up with our sponsors. And then I also answer this question. I'm watching some of the video from yesterday, and they're wearing helmets. Later, they'll move to shells, and later, they'll go to full pads. Jay, is there an exact time and date? Is it dictated by what Alabama wants or the NCAA? By the way, welcome and fun Friday. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Uh, definitely, it is uh, based on the NCAA. I think a lot of coaches would love to put the pads on very quickly. But uh, and it's also, I think it's been good uh, over the years to kind of get guys acclimated to the heat, especially the August heat that we get in Tuscaloosa or just Alabama, the Southeastern Conference, but the um, they'll move into pads, and it's just a different deal now, and they're a lot smarter. They work a lot. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say that, that it was it was tougher, I think, back in the day, and even before I played. I mean, you talk about we did three days, more, more you know, not just two a days. We went full pads. Uh, we do walkthroughs as well in the middays or mornings, and there was just a, a lot more to it at that time. It was just draining, and uh, I mean, you would lose in one day 10 or 15 pounds of water weight and have to, you know, the next day you come back in and weigh in, everything would be back in. And guys kind of, you know, uh, wouldn't be passing out or cramping up uh, after practice at, at, the din- uh, at the dining hall and stuff back at Bryant Hall. But it's, uh, I think, you know, the technology, the, the data that they're able to get, the things that they're able to record on these players, the, from the heart rate to uh, just the amount of steps they're taking, miles per hour, all that type of stuff. Matt, the whole the whole equipment thing is just definitely definitely changed. So uh, that they're underway. Yesterday's practice was good. Coach Saban out there coaching them once again, and love how he's out there working with the DBs, throwing the balls. Uh, you know, really instructing the guys uh, personally. Uh, I love that about him that he's uh, not just become that CEO any at any point in time yet. Um, you know, and, and maybe he does over over time. I, I doubt it. I think he loves just the practice itself. But um, that's kind of how practice gets going and um, look forward to seeing how this team continues to progress. And I found it funny that they asked him once again about the rebuild. And I want to get more into that here in just one second, because, um, you know, I I thought his comments were taken a little bit out of context by a number of people, uh, especially in the national media and some of the talking heads who tried to make it as if he was making excuses or saying things after they lost the national championship. He was just talking about, 
the truth. You know, we played some of those comments the other day. But real quick, our sponsors presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Uh, great, uh, great group. Uh, go out and check it out for yourself. The bowling of this generation. They're driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street with uh, Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. I hope everybody at the studio is doing well today. Yeah, doing great, Jay. And, um, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about two days, uh, just, uh, for various reasons. And, uh, because it's the start of practice. And I, I just remember, uh, my brother, uh, coming, he played high school football in Nebraska. And, um, you know, the, the, the two a day practices in the August heat was just brutal and even even more so here but uh and, and i know uh high school the alabama high school athletic association has changed it where you can't have two days i believe on back-to-back days and if you do uh they have to uh um when you do have a two days there has to be a four-hour break in between and only one of the practices can be in pads but uh when it comes to uh, the ncaa they changed the rule back in 20 17 where they can you can only have one practice in a single day and this came after that uh, the NCA Sports Science Institute uh, found that 58% of uh, the football practice concussions occurred during the preseason and so that was really sort of the scientific evidence that they used to uh, guide them on 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 restricting uh, having two a day practices but you know the the clip we played on Nick Saban Matt I, I just there's the edge in his yeah. voice you, can, you, can, you know it's like a it, it, it's just he's agitated but at nobody in particular he it, that is his intensity voice that is his let's go we're in we're in full practice mode voice and uh and 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 yeah you know he has said this ever since he got here that every year is a rebuilding year. Yeah, I don't know why people went crazy. Do you? Uh, well, serious. you know, it, it, it's be. I, I have my own theory on why people went crazy, and I, I agree with Jay a hundred percent. It was taken out of context, but it was also it was it was uh, sort of that, that it was forced out of context based on a tweet that somebody put out. Just I'll just leave yeah, it at that. Exactly. And uh, and and and, um, and and Jay, he 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 essentially says a version of. Of this every single year and uh and and again yeah they made it they they won their they won the sec uh obviously won their division uh made it to the national championship game uh were i think just a play away and i i didn't get an injury away well i and also uh, uh i forget the kid's name he transferred he dropped the ball just a beautiful pass uh that would have yeah, Hall, uh, Ajayi yeah. Hall. Uh, I wanted to get into that uh, the other day because I went back and I was able. I, I watched the national championship game, and Alabama would have had them on the ropes if Ajayi Hall makes that catch. Yeah. Uh, more than likely, they score a touchdown and, and they go up and whatever. Uh, that's how close games swing on on made plays or not made plays. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that um, yeah, it was sort of. Uh, it, I don't know if taken out of context is the right way, but not viewed in the right context. Does that make yeah, sense, the re- Matt? Well, yeah, the re- here's the, yeah, the, re- here's the, the deal. Real quick. Uh, yeah, well, you, you, they lost six starters from the year yeah. before, okay? Five in the first round. You don't reload. You rebuild. Uh, and I don't care if you're 13 or 2 or not. I, I don't think that um, his verbiage was out of line. Okay? 
No, it wasn't. And, and I think they were rebuilding. I mean, you talk about the replacing maybe the top offense of all time in Alabama, uh, the production they put up and uh, just the players that they lost. Uh, guys that went into the NFL, injuries there at the end of the season, and then also guys who transferred out. So, look, th- these are, you know, first world problems for a lot of college um, teams right now because of all that. But with Nick Saban, I mean, he's rebuilding pretty much every year and, and he's having to reload and get guys to step in. We always said, you know, can, can you just reload it? Can you just keep doing this? And surprisingly, he's done it. Now he's got the portal to do the same thing at running back. You know, you worry about that position with death. Jameer Gibbs now probably going to be one of the top running backs, if not the top in the country uh, at the end of the year. So a lot of great things about this team this year coming back. A lot more depth. I'm telling you right now, it, just in, in my, and I said this yesterday, if Christian Harris was back, this could easily be one of Coach Saban's um, on paper best defenses going into the season ever. Uh, for him at LSU or at Alabama, uh, they've got that much talent on that side of the football. I do think they've got to get some more depth and some more talent at certain positions. But uh, right now, uh, bringing back a lot of guys, Ricks, we're going to see how he kind of reacts uh, to things. Uh, you know, being in Alabama under Coach Saban, I think he's going to do well. And uh, then you got Kool-Aid McKinstry that, um, again, has continued to grow and learn as well. So a lot of young guys who were playing in certain positions last year and uh, now new guys stepping in. It is a rebuild from last year. Now they feel a lot more com- comfortable where they're at now, especially at the quarterback position with Bryce Young. Talked to one of my NFL scout buddies last night, and he uh, was telling me that uh, he's been watching tape of Will Anderson, and he called it a, quote, joy and that he has never had as much, he's never been as excited about an NFL prospect in 20 years as he is about Will Anderson. Whoa. Whoa. He's a longtime NFL scout. Uh, another quick thought on the, the rebuilding. I, I will say this rebuilding in Tuscaloosa does take on a different meaning <laughs> than it does, for instance, uh, if you're at Minnesota. All right. Or Nebraska. Oh, but I, I, you know what? I pull for them now all because of you. Actually, I did because I loved Osborne and all those players back in the 70s. Hey, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Steve Irvine talks UAB in a moment. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid afternoon, the chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 93, tonight's low, 74. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with a few scattered showers and storms around. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Jay Barker show. Tony Curry's going to be in the studio in a little while. So everybody clear the deck. All right. Lars is here. Matt, Jay, Alex Bauman, and now being joined by 1819 sports director, editor. I'm, I don't know, he wears a lot of hats. Um, Steve Irvine, who's been at the UAB practices here recently. Uh, hey, Steve, the gang is all here. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? And I do wear a lot of hats because when, you when you're going bald like I do, you have to wear a hat or like I am. You have to wear a hat or you get that thing sunburned. So, yes, I do wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do Love too, it. even though I'm not real fond of them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you, it, you have to. 
I mean, my doctor says, if you don't start wearing a hat, no, 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 no. So there we go. Yeah. You don't have to wear a hat at UAB practices, though, because it's all it's, it's the indoors pavilion. How are they doing, by yeah. the way? It's just, they're doing great. I mean, I think it's been a, a you know good first four days or five days, whatever. It is. I think it's five days in now. But but yeah, and that and you know you bring up the pavilion. Uh, you know, I, I've been uh, I've thought about that a lot these last four, five days. Is you know the old school football coaches probably be really mad about it because it really is kind of comfortable under that thing. Now they have a field that they can go out on and and you know practice too. But uh, it um, you know the old school days they would they would have hated this shade. You know they they wouldn't they wouldn't want to do that. So uh, but uh, but practice has been. It's it's been this is a good football team, you know, and they, there's a, you know there's a long way to go, obviously, but it's a good football team. Before we get into uh, positions and different players, what's your assessment so far of uh, interim coach Brian Vincent? We had him on the show the other day, and we all thought he was very very impressive. Uh, just your thoughts on Coach Vincent? You know, Lars, one thing that that, that jumps out to me about about Coach Vincent, which, which I, you know, I didn't know whether what was what I would think, but um, he is so comfortable being a head coach, you know, and and that to me that speaks volumes for for an interim guy. A lot of times, interim guys are sort of try to feel themselves, you know, feel their way out of that, you know, feel like should I do this, should I do that. He, uh, you know, he he carries himself like a guy who's who's been a head coach for a long time, and obviously he had a lot of success in in, in high school as a head coach and and that type of thing, but. Um, Really been impressed just by the way he carries himself, you know, as a head coach. And, and, you know, again, you didn't really know what you were going to see there, even though, uh, you know, even though he has been a head coach at a high school level, but he hasn't been a head coach in the college level. But I've been very impressed with, uh, with him. I, the, you know, practices, the way the practices are run. Not a lot of it's the, the same as Bill Clark, you know, when, uh, you know, it's a lot of the same practice plans, but, but it, it is a little different feel because you got, you got to coach your personality. But, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I think that, um, like I said, I think I've been you know, surprised, pleasantly surprised, I guess, would be the right way. Steve Irvine, our guest, and uh, always great to talk to him, talking UAB football here on the Jay Barker Show with Matt uh, Coulter, Lars Anderson. Uh, Steve, when it comes to just the uh, you know expectations of the team this year and, and kind of with Coach uh, Vincent uh, being at the helm, as you look at this team, what are some of the areas of, con- of concern that you see? I mean, what are some maybe, whether it be depth concerns or – uh, other areas where you, you think that this team's got to get better? Well, I think it, it starts with the defensive line. You know, I think that they have a lot of pieces there. Uh, that, you know, and I think they have some good pieces there. But, but you know, they lost some, some really good defensive linemen, guys that were key. You know, they had all-conference players. And, you know, Antonio Moultrie went to Miami. Uh, you know, uh, Alex Wright was an NFL draft choice. And so, you know, they lost some key people there. And, and so I think just um, figuring out – who they are up front and 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 fitting guys in, I think, is going to be very important. They have they have the piece. The key thing is they have the pieces. They have some good players up there. They just got to figure out, you know, who they are and 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 and, and step forward. Because and you know you've seen them play. They their defense as good as they are defensively. And this is one thing that Bill Clark and David Reeves have, have you know lived by. Is they've got to be good up front. You know, and I know that's not breaking news. Everybody does, but I mean the way they coach. They've got to be, you know, they've got to, it's got, the tone's got to be set up front. And, and you just don't know that right now because a, a lot of these guys hadn't played or hadn't played here, that type of thing. So I like the pieces they have there. I mean, just by watching them. Uh, but, but it's just a matter of, of, of getting there, you know. And then I think offensively, the key is uh, two things to me. One is figuring out a way to, to use everything you've got. 
I mean, they have a lot of playmakers throughout there, but, but, you know, you, you've got to figure out a way to, with only one football to, 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 you know, use, use all those guys. And the other thing is they, I think they have to find a, a tight end or two, you know, and, you know, obviously, and again, you guys have seen him play these last two years. The tight ends have been, you know, key and, and yeah. they've got some pieces there, but they've got a, an unproven pieces. So I think those are kind of the things you have to look for over the next couple of weeks. Steve Irvine, eighteen nineteen News Flash Sports is our guest here on the Jay Barker Show. I always like to ask uh, about faces or numbers, you know, names we have not heard of. There's a transfer. I think there's one from Baylor. Um, you've got incoming freshmen. Anybody eye-popping yet? And I know it's only four practices in. Yeah, we'll know a little more tomorrow when they go into pads. Uh, but I think that uh, uh, Tavon Curry, uh, a running back out of um, Robertsdale, uh, out of Mobile area, has, has turned some heads. I don't know that he'll get much. I don't know if he'll get a chance at all this year with how deep they are, but I think he's turned a few heads. Um, I think there's a couple you know, a couple of the defensive linemen that are, are new guys, the guys that just came in. One's Ty, uh, Tyreek Howard, a, a, a defensive tackle who's you know, 6'6", 325, you know, and they don't get a lot of those guys uh, over the years at UAB. And I think he's he's already showing that he you know he might be a guy that is ready right now. And, and another uh, outside guy, where a guy can kind of go inside-outside on the defensive line, Drew Tuazama from uh, East Mississippi. He played there last year and actually started at Syracuse uh, was, was, was his first school. But I think, you know, those guys I think have already shown a little bit. i tell you, one guy that's been around a while – but has I think stepped up from what I understand is uh, uh, from from what I've seen is, is Jalen Key a, uh, a a safety and they're so deep at safety I mean they you know they, they they go six seven deep of guys that are proven and he's a guy that's been there two years uh, uh, three years from Tallahassee and they've just kind of been waiting on him to, uh, to to take a step forward I mean he's helped him a little bit he started the game in 2020 but he wasn't you know a, the guy a, a guy and type thing and. He stepped up a really – made a big step here in, in this camp so far. Steve, our intern is Alex Bowman, and he is a UAB student, and he has a question for you. Okay. Hey, hey Do you think UAB has a chance – hey, do you think UAB has a chance to get LSU this fall? A uh, chance to do what? <laughs> to play them? Uh, uh, to, I, no, to I, them. I don't know. I, I, at this point, I would say no. Uh, just uh, – just because, you know, but, but, um, but I don't know. I think a lot of it depends on health and, uh, you know, because that, they're playing them late in the season, you know, like that's how, you know, Coach Clark had liked, like that type of thing. So playing them later in the season, um, I, I think it depends if they're healthy. Um, you know, I, I think they have, I think they have the talent to play with them, but, but again, it's just, it, it a lot depends where, where they are as a team, you know, health wise going into that. Yeah, I mean, I remember last year, I really th- thought they had a puncher's chance against Georgia, and uh, we were proven wrong on that one. But, uh, you know, just going back to that game, Steve, did UAB learn something from that experience? Because it seems like they did. I mean, it, they they were uh, deconstructed in such a way that it could have fractured the entire season, but uh, that didn't happen. I think that, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, that's a great question. I, I really do think they learned from that. I think that was a key point of the season. As, as hard as it was, you know, walking away from that for them, getting beat like that, you know, I think I think they learned a lot. You know, and there was there was a lot of those guys that played in that game that, 
hadn't been really in that situation before and certainly hadn't been in a situation where they got punched in the mouth like that, you know. And I think that the one mark about Bill Clark teams over over his time at UAB was when they when they had a, a, a game where, where they felt embarrassed or, or they, they lost a game they shouldn't have lost, they really have done a great job of reacting to that. You know, he did a great job of, of not letting it tear him down and, and, and basically saying, hey, we're going to learn from this. And I think they learned a lot from that Georgia game. And, you know, I, and, I mean, I, I think they learned uh, – I think one thing they learned was, was being realistic. You know, let's be real, realistic who we are. And, um, and, and, and that's how we're going to win football games. And, and I, I think that helped. And, and I will say this. I do think there was some confidence taken out of it. They were able to run the football against Georgia. Now, now again, this you know this is you, you got to find some silver linings, but you know I thought they ran the football well against them, and and so they did a few good things that you looked at and you go, okay, well we can build on that. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough day. Yeah, you know we didn't want this to happen, but we can build on that. So I think that was a key part of the season last year. I really do. Steve Irvine again, our guest uh, talking UAB football. And see, my final question really is Dylan Hopkins and uh, just the quarterback position uh i've watched Dylan over the last few years with harrison being there watching his development yeah. i mean if you, if you watch him as just in practice you're like wow uh, this kid's got a lot of athleticism um you know he reminds reminds you of, of different uh, quarterbacks that he can make the, the throws from all different angles but talk about that position and uh especially with Coach vincent now becoming the head coach those guys have been with him in that office uh spent a lot of time with him so they they have a lot of trust behind their head coach right now not that they didn't with bill clark but just a lot closer right. relationship with your assistant coach than it is with your head coach. Yeah, yeah, I love I love it hearing you say that because I think that a lot of people, um, you know, you know quarterbacks, you know the quarterback position. A lot of people that don't don't realize just how talented Dylan Hopkins is, you know. And, and part of that is is you know he's been injured and hadn't been able to show some things, but he's a talented kid now. I mean, he you know they've been waiting for this Dylan Hopkins. They really have. I mean, as good as he was last year at times. They've been waiting for him to be the guy step in. You know, he's bigger, he's stronger, he's more confident, he's more focused, he's more kind of lasered in to what they want to do. And, and you know, I think that, that people are going to be surprised just how good Dylan Hopkins is this year. Now, he still hasn't won the job. I mean, and, and, and that's the good thing about it. He's being pushed. And, and I, would, I would expect that he would be the first guy out there. But, you know, Zeno, Jacob Zeno, the transfer from Baylor, I mean, you talk about a big-time arm now. I mean, it doesn't take long that you walk out on that field and you see him throw a couple balls, and you go, "Wow, that's you know that, that, that thing spins." Now he he's got a nice arm, and he's had some. He had a few big big moments at, at, at Baylor. Didn't never won the job, but uh, you know I think he's been really solid, and it, I think it helped him in the spring. You know, not having Dylan there to be able to kind of take the first team reps and and uh, and just kind of kind of get some confidence there, confidence there. But I think those two guys. Uh, you know, I think that's the best one-two combination for sure in Conference USA, and and uh, you know, I think you of those guys can start for a lot of Conference USA teams. And then they have Damon Stewart, a, a transfer from East Mississippi, that I think is a, a package type guy right now that can really do some some things. You know, beat you, uh, beat you with his legs, and, and and has a better arm than people think. So, I, I mean, where they're at, uh, where they're at as a quarterback room is, uh, is they're very strong right now. Steve, uh, as we roll out into break, our many thanks. Tell everybody how they can uh, find where your hats are. Yep, well, my hats are at 1819news.com. We, uh, we, we, start, we have a sports section is, is, is rolling. I don't sleep a whole lot these days to try to put up as much as I can. Uh, 
And then you can get, catch me on Twitter, Steve Irvine zero four at uh, on, on, on Twitter, and check me out. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, guys. Oh, you know, my quick response to Alex's question about LSU. Uh, in 2000, we went down there. Nobody gave us a puncher's chance. 13-10, Blazers win. How, can you just recap that game really, yeah. really quick? How did how did UAB pull off the upset? And that was uh, Nick defense, Saban coach defense, team, right? They, yeah, yeah. And I remember getting on the bus afterwards, and the fans were rocking our bus. They were hacked. Um, and then turning on the sports talk radio, and they wanted to fire Saban right then. <laughs> Red Gallego kicked a... Game-winning field goals. The clock hit zero. They started throwing stuff in our broadcast booth. Uh, uh, oh, you're fine. Started launching it. <laughs> yeah, I, I kicked the field goal. All right, back with more of the Jay Barker show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Like the legend of the Phoenix. Back on the Jay Parker show, the gang is all here. And we'll be plus one in a moment as Tony Curry will be with us as well. I urge you to stay around for the rest of the show because we've already briefly discussed some of the things we'll bring up on AAA, uh, but they're out of sight. Last night, uh, football season began in exhibition form as uh, in Canton Hall of Fame game between the Raiders, the Raiders and the Panthers. Uh, Raiders win it walking, running, crawling, leapfrogging away. 27 to 11. Um, did I say Panthers? I meant Jaguars. I'm getting my cats mixed up. But um, it, this was, uh, and, and I said yesterday I probably wasn't going to watch it. My Braves were getting beat by the Mets, so I kept flipping over. But uh, Jacksonville looked horrible. And, uh, and the Raiders looked pretty good, particularly quarterbacks, Lars that have ties to the state of Alabama. Yeah, Jared Stidham uh, had his moments for sure. Uh, he looked like he is a very – he's going to be a competent backup in this league, I think, for, for quite a while. And, and I, I think the Raiders are lucky to have him. He completed 8 of 15 for 96 yards, no picks, and uh, had a nice scramble for a 12-yard touchdown run. And that put the Raiders up 20-0 to zero before halftime. And then Nick Mullins uh, came on, and uh, he was very accurate, completed over 70% of his passes for 72 yards. And we've seen that out of Nick Mullins. Uh, Nick Mullins has done it uh, for the 49ers, you know, in, in, in real live games in the regular season. And uh, the Raiders have to feel very good about their um, quarterback position. One thing that struck me, was um, the fact that Josh Jacobs was out there for as long as he was. Um, and I'm wondering, and I wasn't the only, this is not an original thought. This was all over Twitter last night. Are the Raiders trying to showcase him to shop him? 
is because the Raiders did not pick up his uh, fifth year option. So uh, he's uh, he's on his the last year of his contract, which means more than likely he is going to be somewhere else next year. But uh, I mean, Josh, he, he looked good, and I don't know if there's any any issues going on there. But uh, I, I just thought it a little strange that the your the guy who's supposed to be kind of your bell cow running back, your your number one running back. You're playing him as much as you did in a uh, in, in a preseason game, and 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 these these two teams, I, I I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, and I don't know if you know the answer to this. I think they they are playing an extra preseason game, so these or maybe this counted as one. I'm, I'm not sure, uh, but uh, just it was just strange to me that uh, that Josh was getting as much run as he did, Jay. Yeah, and I think Josh McDaniels after the game said, um, "quote I always think it's good for backs." to carry the ball during the preseason. And uh, there's a lot of things that happen when you're getting tackled and hit that you can't simulate uh, in practice. I think all of our guys had the ball tonight. I think all of our guys either caught it or handed the ball and, and had to get uh, tackled. We can't really simulate that or rep that in practice. So uh, that's that was his reasoning as for as to why uh, he, uh, Jake has played uh, so much last night for the Raiders. But, yeah, I saw – that ex- exact same thing on Twitter and, and that they did pick up his fifth year option. All that was uh, heavily uh, being discussed and talked about is, are they trying to shop him a little bit, kind of show what he can do? But I, I don't think they want to let go of Josh Jacobs, to be honest. And and I was proud of Nick Mullins last night, Nick being a former uh, Spain park uh, graduate, Andrew, I know is in the room with y'all today. My son who's helping out some with us there on the show. And they were almost, uh, I guess Andrew's probably what a freshman or, even maybe in eighth grade when, when uh, Nick was uh, at Spain Park. But what a great uh, quarterback he's been, and his career continues on. Jarrett Stidham, I thought, actually played really well, had a great, what, 12-yard run in for a touchdown. So both those guys kind of battling out. But, man, you know, when you, when you look at Josh McDaniels, um, you know, the, the, the problem, not for not the problem for Nick, but one of the issues is that Jarrett Stidham spent a lot of time on that offense, and he can be a teacher, as they talked about last night on the broadcast, of not only the, of the actual plays, but the terminology. And even for the coaches, learning some of the things that they're going to talk about that he's been around with Josh McDaniels. That's what gives Jarrett Stidham, I think, a real edge uh, at that quarterback position, even though I think Nick played well last night. And I think he's got a, still hopefully a bright future ahead of him in the NFL. Kenyon Drake, not so much. He, uh, What did he have, Statman over there, Alex? Like nine carries for five yards? No, I think it was five carries for nine yards. But a lot has to happen for a running back, too. Yeah. And then conversely, and, uh, I thought Josh looked crazy. He did. He did. He, he, he's still, uh, you know, the, the fact that he didn't get a ton of carries at Alabama, I think is uh, actually going to prolong his career. And no um, I just, uh, uh, I just, it just makes me nervous when, and I, I, I mentioned this yesterday, uh, I've been permanently scarred because of Kajana Carter. Right, the number one overall pick in '95, first game of preseason, first or second carry, rips up his knee, and he's never the same player. Um, and I just I'd get nervous about that. And I remember last preseason, Tom Brady, another Bengals reference here. Tom Brady uh, plays the first series against the Bengals, and uh, a rookie, uh, Joseph Asai, 
uh, out of Texas came around the edge and just drilled Brady into the ground. And I, I think that was the last play uh, that uh, that Brady was in where it wasn't just a, a two-step drop or three-step drop and, and get the ball out of his hand right away. Um, so I, I, I don't know, Jay. There's It's, it's risk-reward, right? Uh, it, it's a balancing act that every coach has to uh, weigh when determining – you know how much play do you give your starters and and uh, a lot of the players that we saw last night uh won't be won't make NFL rosters and um you just uh it's a like i said it's just a you're kind of walking a tightrope there yeah and i think it's just different now with as we were talking about earlier with Alabama that the technology and just the way that these guys can train and a lot of the uh training they get outside of just the workouts themselves uh, at their facility and to really how to take care of their bodies, nutrition and, and hydration and all that type of stuff is so different than it was back just even 10 years ago uh, that, um, you know, look, these guys are professionals. They've been doing what they do for a long time. You know, why take the chance of getting somebody hurt or injured there? And you could tell as the game went on, the coaches, uh, you know, you get a little bit more nervous about guys are staying in. Get them in, get them out, get them some playing time. You can't really simulate a game until you get them in there. But uh, these guys are professionals and uh, you want to keep them protected. One of the things I really marvel at is how the NFL uses their roster and and how they'll put people in, release people, get them back. I got a really interesting example when we come back, and it involves Alabama guys. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid afternoon, the chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 93, tonight's low, 74. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with a few scattered showers and storms around. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Literally. All right. So we got Jay, uh, Alex, Lars, myself. One of the things that I miss about where we are as far as uh, our media is concerned, I loved the agate page. I could get my box scores when I was a kid. I could find out the minute I got my oatmeal from my mom, I could find out how the Braves did. And the first thing I would look at is uh, how Henry Aaron did at the plate. I love reading baseball box scores. The only way you get them now is online. But one of the things you would un- for those have- too young to know what the agate page oh, is. Oh yeah, I guess it's, it's where all the probably statistics- twenty five years yeah. removed. Isn't it? <laughs> it's where the statistics <laughs> appeared in your newspaper. Yeah, and you could yeah, but, and but, see- Matt, but Matt makes it seem like it's so much harder to get it online. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is for my age. No, what do you mean? What's this online stuff? No, but you're right, Matt. I would study the agate page, uh, and and I would want to know. 
um, you know, when I was into baseball, like what the eighth hitter did last night for the, for the Orioles. Transactions, yes. Uh, always looking at the NFL standings and where the what the wild card situation was. And uh, I was never into, uh, uh, you know, betting on the ponies, but you could usually find odds. There's there. Aqueduct in yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Results. I guess it's uh, all part of their template. And then another thing is, and I I don't I guess you have to go and search for it, but I can remember looking. Here's the SEC standings. Let's just say football. Here's the Gulf South. Uh, here's the Southern Conference, the Big Ten. They'd all be there, and, and you way, could that's... you could look at it and, and it figure all, stuff out, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and now let me and tell they you, had the th- television too. They have, so all the sporting events, all three What's football on games that were on, you know, for the whole weekend, you could find which ones you're going to get. The one thing that would be a problem for me now is reading it, because let me tell you, the print on the agate page was ant-like for yeah. certain sections of it. Anyway, okay, this is what it brought it up. Thomas Fletcher, um, he was a snapper for Alabama, has been released by the Panthers. This is not all that unusual. Lars, you know a lot more, and certainly, Jay, you do too, about this. They'll release somebody, and I don't want to say who's not significant, so that they can get maybe another left guard that they think might be a a good backup in and and practice him, and then they'll re-sign him. But, you know, somebody else wants Thomas Fletcher, they'll get him. But the guy, you know who they brought in as they released Fletcher? is Tay Hayes. He's a cornerback for the Stallions who played in Decatur. I just... The, the little uh, merry-go-round that the NFL uses w- to me is quite fascinating. I, I would like to know how many uh, of the USFL players are on rosters right now. Um, and I know I should never ask a question without knowing the answer, but it just sort of came to me. But I do know uh, there are several. Um, there are four, I believe, from the Stallions now. Maybe five. Uh, Jay, did you have, didn't Bo hook up with somebody? I'll have to look this up as I speak. Didn't Bo Scar- Scarborough end up somewhere? You know what? I'm not even sure if he did or not. I know right that uh, man. He's had a lot of a lot 30. of great. Would you say was thirty? Third. Uh, Alex looked it up. There are thirty players that have now signed with the NFL team from the oh, uh, wow. USFL. Yeah, I'm not sure about Bo. I haven't seen anything about that. Uh, Nor have I. Still listed here as the Stallions, but, but we'll see. Jay, were you ever involved in that maneuvering when when they would pull somebody out, pull them on, put them on? When when you were in the NFL? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of times where you had guys that went onto a practice squad, or they would put them on waivers. They had to put them on waivers. They, what, what they would hope is that guys would pass through that. And I, I talked a little bit about that. I think yesterday, the day before, about in my situation where. Bill Parcells uh, called me in, homeroom the same uh, way, well, actually more at the Patriots and the Panthers. Uh, we just got in a tough situation with wide receivers and depth. And they said, look, you know, we're going to put you here. Hopefully, you know, you don't get picked up. Hopefully we're able to keep you. And um, they didn't, it, you know, I was gone. I mean, people were, you know, picking me up afterwards uh, in that New England uh, situation where uh, Vincent Brinsby went down. So, I mean, these type of things happen. And they're looking for ways to um, maybe wear this cap room or other things. Uh, it, it's a business, um, and you have to kind of move your roster around. That's the tough part about the business, and that's the hardest thing for a lot of guys as they as they get older. Uh, it seemed like kickers, though, you know, Aldo Greco, 17 years, 
in the NFL punters we've seen that have gone on, like Chris Moore, what think Chris played 15 years in the NFL. Uh, a lot of kickers can make it for a long time, but they're consistent. Hard to find guys that can hit it from the yardage that they, uh, that, you know, the 55, 60 yards and be consistent and making, uh, and now, now with the field, uh, extra points being even pushed back a little bit more, but, um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, there's constant uh, just waiver wire maneuvering, and and then uh, you try to during the season you try to hide a guy on the practice squad, and he gets plucked by another team, and uh, especially kickers. Like if 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 you have uh, it, it, that's why the preseason is so it, it's so important for kickers. He, even if you know you're not going to have a shot to make it, you're uh, to make the team because you're behind somebody like uh, Jason Tucker. Right, the best kicker in the game for the Ravens. But if you go out there and, and you you've, you're five for five in the preseason, hey, you're going to get a look uh, because it seems like uh, that is the position that has more turnover than any other because coaches just don't tolerate missed kicks. I mean, Bruce Arians, he always said, just make the gimmies, just make the gimmies. And if you're not going to, if you can't make the gimmies, then uh, you're gone. Being a kicker would be stressful, man. It would be stressful. Well, that's why they're all, well, they're most are a little cut bit from different, different fabrics. Yeah. You know, Del, you know who's the Del, most sane Del kicker Greco. I know? Del Greco. Del Greco. Yeah. I mean, he's like an everyday guy. No uh, doubt. Jay? Michael Proctor? You want to go there? <laughs> he's still an everyday, he's an everyday guy, yeah. <laughs> Back in a minute. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurants. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down at Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. I don't know who you're talking about specifically. Uh, I don't have a injury report in front of me. Uh, in the spring, I think it was Darian and Jacory were out, and, and maybe any guys that might be out for for camp. Darian and Jacory are are back, uh, so that's not an issue. Look, we're going to have guys that are able to practice and not able to practice on a daily basis. And I'm not giving. I'm, we're not going to have an injury report every day about who practiced and who didn't practice. So. Um, those guys are practicing, though. If you ask me specific questions, I'll be glad to give you specific answers. I kind of read into that. Uh, but I'd rather you not. Uh, there's one way to uh, ignite a uh, internal bomb inside of Nick Saban, is ask him about the injury report. You know, a lot of coaches are like that. <laughs> I think I think the vast majority are. Uh, the guys that usually the ask those are, questions are young. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I know who that was who asked the question. I think he's one of my former students, and that takes uh, takes some courage there in the very first press conference. But Jay, is it just uh, obvious that uh, coaches guard injury reports like state secrets just because they don't want any uh, information to leak out about their roster? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's probably the biggest thing is that, that you know, that we, I don't know if it's leak out or and also, too, that there's a little bit of a HIPAA, you know, issue there for the coaches, um, you know, is the legal side of it, of, of injuries and things that, that you can report, talk about about a particular player. So, I mean, I, I think there's just a number of things, but definitely is, you know, you, you don't want to give anybody the edge. You don't want to also put a player in a situation where he's got an injury. People start counting him out. You want to keep him kind of, you know, wanting to get better, get into rehab, and continue to get uh, better each week so that he can get back on the field. So I think there's a, a number of things that play into that. But, um, yeah, I think there, anything that deals with things, I, I don't know. I mean, like, and this would be an interesting question just to ask, or I, I think it is, Lars. If you're going to ask Nick Saban a question or if you're talking to your peers or your boy or the people, uh, the students that you teach, what kind of question and how do you question Coach Saban? Because he does have – different responses and do you read the room uh is there a certain mood that you find from him because when i've interviewed him before i've always kind of read him as he walked up the table shook his hand talked to him kind of how the, the conversation went from there based on some of the questions that i might ask him in that particular interview and because he does uh at times um you know look, get frustrated with certain questions so how, how would you instruct yourself in, in, in your class I would say, number one, don't make a statement 
and then follow that up with a question that you're just trying Bingo. to get confirmation of your statement. And uh, that that is going to drive any coach crazy, especially Coach Saban. You know, just ask him instead of making a statement, say of uh, uh, look, Bryce Young, he did this. Bryce Young, you know, it, it looked like he, he was uh, missing some throws in the open session today. Uh, can you just talk about? Can you? Uh, and, and I don't like the talk about question either. Like, can you talk about so and so? Can you talk about? Uh, uh, Bryce Young, and so you've already made the assessment, right, that you thought Bryce Young was missing some throws, and then Coach Saban will come back and say, you know what, maybe our guys were running the, the wrong patterns, and and uh, so I, I just just ask, like, what's your assessment of how Bryce Young is performing? Boom, end of question. Yeah, and and keep them real short and concise, and and uh, I would just ask one. Uh, although I am guilty, sometimes I'll ask like a three-part question on this show. But um, yeah, I mean, but Jay, you know, when you were being interviewed, how did you respond? Like. If a if a, a reporter came up to you, especially one that maybe you didn't know very well, uh, and uh, and I, I know it was different back then. I, I I I think there were times when you were in front of a big bigger group of reporters at a podium, and you know, and and the reporter would make a, a statement about how you played, and like Jay, you know, you you, you missed a throw there. Are, are you not feeling well? Like what what's going? You know, it, it's just like it, it, to me. It would, it would, it's like the equivalent of like, you know, this book really sucked. Uh, why, what, what was wrong with you? You know, <laughs> uh, but, but Jay, how did you deal with media that, uh, again, when they would make a statement and then try to get you to confirm that statement? Those only came from Matt Coulter. He was the only one. <laughs> 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 the, um, no, I, I don't. I, mean, I don't think it was that way at that time. I mean, again, I've talked about this before. There was just such a relationship with the, especially the local guys, that was so different that we see today. Uh, the national media a little bit different. They try to dig, but nobody was really digging or prying into things, trying to create stories at the time. They were just reporting the news. Uh, they were talking about you know things that maybe happened. Okay, you know why are we all not as effective on uh, third down or why or, or you know why did you not score touchdowns in the red zone this week and. What did you work on? Um, it, it wasn't as sensationalized, I guess you might say, back then. I, I think talk radio began to push that, uh, especially in the Birmingham area at that time, uh, as well as some of the, the writings in, in the, in the uh, um, at, that, at that time. What was it? The uh, um, not the Birmingham News, but the uh, what was the other one, Matt? Oh my gosh, can't remember where the uh, Birmingham Post-Herald. Post-Herald. The po- yeah, so the Post Herald. There was a particular person that wrote there that really began to create controversy and uh, things like that. So that's when, to me, that's when all that kind of began, the sensationalization mm. and really pointing back towards the, the, the writer or the, or the journalist or the, or the talk show host more than it was towards the players. And, and that, to be honest, you're hundred percent right, Jay. And to be honest with you, I, that, that is the reason why I got into radio. I, I got into radio because I was like, there needs to be some levity, you know, um, levity to this. There needs to be, uh, a voice saying, wait a minute, you know, that that's not the correct way to think about this or that. So, um, you know, yeah. So that that's where I think was so different. It just you didn't get those type of questions until those people arrived. Too often it is about the reporter himself or herself 
rather than trying to extract useful information for the reader or the viewer. And uh, that is just a, a problem that is all throughout journalism is it has become uh, too much about the, uh, the the person who is supposed to be just the conduit between the player, the coach, and the fan. Rather, now it's all about, hey, I'm going to try to get a gotcha question, and this is going to you know, uh, get me uh, on, on ESPN or, or whatever. Uh, and, and uh, I mean, go back to uh, the most infamous example of this is uh, when a certain person from Nashville, Tennessee, asked Tim Tebow if he was a virgin. You know, at SEC Media Days. Exactly. And you know yeah. what? That question, like, actually helped his career unbelievably. And he still does garbage like that all the time. One of the things I've observed, and you have, and this is like a softball observation or question, and, and I, I'm not totally uncomfortable with it, but I'm, I'm not sure I like it. Nick Saban treats national media in a totally different light than he does local. And I understand when the guys are there day in and day out, but there's a, there's a respect factor there, and I don't think he shows it often to local guys like he does when Lars Anderson walks into his office. I'm not off base there, am I? No, you're not. But um, he certainly had profound respect for Cecil Hurt. Uh, and I, I think uh, people that, you know, I think Coach Saban is, is just like everybody, Jay. Uh, if, if the criticism is fair, it actually can be helpful. Because if... if uh, it, you you need to ask yourself, look in the mirror, like, okay, is this warranted? Uh, I think we were talking about this with uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was was saying the other day that, um, you know, he would get bothered by something when he was a player, and uh, and uh, it was uh, another NBA player, it might have been Magic Johnson, said, you know what, ask yourself, is this warranted? Is it fair? And if it is, what can you do to become better? What can you do to rectify that criticism so that goes away? Um, you know, Jay, how, how would you respond to criticism uh, in, in when, when you were playing? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back real quick to just reading the room, having self-awareness. I, I think some of the local media guys, they, they do worry about, okay, if I, if I say this or say that or if I ask this particular question, um, you know, is there going to be uh, hell to play, pay? Uh, is is there going to be? Um, am I going to be restricted as far as what, where the national media? I don't think feels that way because I think they feel like they have a national platform that they can go. Okay, well then I'll go to the next guy. Uh, these these are these local guys that that's their living. That's the way that they're you know telling their stories. And I, I think the reason why Coach Saban respected Cecil so much, number one, because he should be. Uh, when he got there, I'm sure Mal told him, you know, hey, these are the guys that have been around for a long time. Cecil's been covering this team, and um, you know he deserves the respect and 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 the first questions, which he got pretty much uh, every single time. Um, and and then all of a sudden, on, on what what arrived was a, a social media uh, arrived was more media outlets than your normal newspaper journalist or guys that probably a lot of the coaches were used to sitting down with, especially a guy that's seventy years old, Nick Saban. Um, I mean, he was used to sitting down with one or two guys locally, maybe one or two guys nationally. Now he's got, you know, podcasts, he's got bloggers, he's got all these type of guys asking questions about things. And I think it frustrates him. I think it frustrates him to a degree that it's not that, you know, he's saying, hey, you don't know what you're talking about, but they just don't know sometimes what 
they're talking about. The questions they're asking aren't relevant to what needs to be discussed and be talked about at that time or things that he's not going to answer. So I, I think that's been kind of the, the rub at times more, you know, of him being frustrated with that more than anything else. But that's just the new world that we live in. And that's where you got to kind of adjust to that and deal with that. But, um, yeah, so it's I, – I, I agree with you, Matt. I mean, the local guys, I think, sometimes get, get the uh, – uh, from from every coach, not just not just Nick Saban. I think every coach now focuses on how they can get the national attention. How can they get the national story? Because that helps recruiting. And used to recruiting was more regional. Now it's global. And also, one last thing: uh, because of the changing dynamics of journalism, you look in that room every day. Uh, it used to be everybody in there was uh, thirty five years and older because covering Alabama was considered one of the greatest beats in the country. And, and, and now, uh, again, just because of the realities of sports journalism, the, the vast, vast majority of the, of the people in that room are under 27, I would say, 28. Yeah, a lot of dot-comers out there. Just a lot of young guys like coming out of your class, yeah. too. So. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just the way it is now. All right. Um, after 30-plus years of knowing the guy, this is the first. There are microphones in the room. Tony Curry walks to the studio instead of going to the microphone, which is a magnet to Tony and guys like me. He sits down, pets your dog. Excuse me, that's not metaphoric. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yes, and then it he is. gets on his phone like a teenager. Anytime I get to rub one of those on the belly, three, four minutes, uh, I'm in. Guy. So uh, please roll the brake. It's a dog. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Parker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid afternoon, the chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 93, tonight's low, 74. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with a few scattered showers and storms around. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. even need me here what, what why'd you even call me into you don't need me here man i mean we need you tony what do we have like a thousand years of experience in this room right now how many <laughs> yeah years, alex how has many six years months alex has six weeks how many years of experience do you have Let's, i started what, when i was 14 how about uh 50 oh god 52 one. so you have 52 cool. and and jay what do you got you've been a radio forever cool close to 31 you got 30 years of radio experience? No, no maybe 21. not. 21. 21. Uh, 20, 21. Okay, yeah. so I'm 56. I started as 12, so I got 44. Lars, what you got? Just in radio? Yeah, just for radio. Doing daily radio, four. Four, and then Alex, you're, uh, we'll add a couple weeks on there. <laughs> so 48, <laughs> 69. Uh, we have 120. Andrew's, you got at Andrew's week. We have 121 years and whatever Alex brings to the table, Andrew. <laughs> It's pretty impressive. Wow. Yesterday when we were on the show, uh, phones lit up because our producers are sharp and they know what to keep up with. And it's T.J. Finley has been arrested on a looting. Uh, and we were all going, I never heard of that. Turns out uh, he was trying to get away. From, and, and this is all 
I guess what I have kind of picked up in several stories that I've read. Turns out he was on a moped without a helmet, and he knew it, I guess, and tried to get away? No, and- no, I, I believe he was on a helmet, and there was an arrest warrant for him for riding that helmet without a okay. helmet. And that was they were going to serve him, is my understanding. He was and riding he a helmet without a helmet? Well, you know, you know, yeah. You, 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 for me, he should be fourth in the depth chart just for the fact that he was riding a moped is what he should be. He should be thrown off the football team you know, just he may because, be there. you know, and, and again, you know, if you're on a moped, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm an anti-helmet guy. Uh, if I had to wear a helmet when I was on my 10 speed, I would have never ridden my 10 speed. So I'm not, but on a moped, you know, and you're going 15, 16 miles an hour, you, know, you never you know, know. I had a moped growing up, and it could go 40, that okay? Says, that says a, I, lot, I, says a lot. I know, but it could I go 40. I never got beat. I would race other mopeds, and I never got beat. You know, the I had the baddest moped <laughs> in all of Nebraska. What you do, soup up your moped, and you're bragging about it? <laughs> um, you know Y'all all have been around TJ. Yeah. He is a lanky 6'7 guy. He's a big dude. It's not now, a good look. What is – Lars, and, and no offense to your stature, that's not what it's meant, but you on a moped, I can kind of picture. <laughs> TJ Finley. It's Sorry, like dumb and dumber. That's J, like uh, Jay calling me idiot. No, and if you added a helmet to that, that would be hilarious. That would be a meme somewhere. It would be. If TJ Finley with a helmet on a moped, that would put it over the top. Somebody yeah. has to have a picture. Somebody has to have the a picture scene, of that. The scene from Dumb and Dumber when they're on the yeah. little yeah. bike going uh, into the Rocky Mountains. I, I still, for the life of me, cannot understand why anyone would think to elude the police because you will always get caught. No one ever gets away. This is not Dukes of Hazard. There's not trees or billboards to hide behind. You're not in the General Lee. It's not going to happen. You And you're a six foot seven black quarterback from Auburn. You will be caught. They know who you are. So why in the world would you be eluding anybody? There it is. And he's the first dude that got the NID, NIL deal. Dude, I'm like, dude, you're, you're there. <laughs> you know, I think it's working for Amazon. I mean, that's hilarious. But <laughs> oh, those gosh. that are listening and not watching, it's a picture of uh, TJ leading the pack, riding the moped with Harson on the back. For some reason, what's with it? A trombone. Trombone. Yes, trombone. Trombone. trombone, yeah. Oh, Tony, Tony played Took a little work. That's kind of funny. We're, we're, let me ask you this, and, and obviously Coach was asked about it yesterday. He's like, yeah, we know about it, and he just kind of brushed it off a little bit. What, what, where, do you, where do you put this at? I, as a quarterback, and, and certainly I'm talking to one of the best in Alabama history and, and Jay Barker, as a quarterback, we always think about two words when it comes to quarterbacks. Those two words are decision-making, decision-making, decision-making. You, you handle the ball almost every single snap. You have your first, second, third read. You have to do your RPOs and all those things. You need to make great decisions. This was a really dumb decision by a quarterback vying to be the next quarterback for the Auburn Tigers, and I, and I, I don't take that lightly. I don't. I agree. I mean, I, I think uh, Zach Cal- Calzada, became Calzada. The, he became the starting quarterback at Auburn yesterday. Yeah, he's he's one Achilles heel from giving up the gig to somebody else, though. I'm just I, it just is not a good look. And the fact that the guy is he's obviously got a product line that he does on on Amazon that does quite well. He's the first cat that's got the uh, the name, uh, image, and likeness uh, cash coming in. I don't know how that's going to affect that uh, because his things is on his own thing, right? Amazon's I think is, is you know, some cash. Jay made the statement yesterday. This could actually help sales, right, Jay? Possibly, yeah, and and I think too, and and I think he's about to change it. But um, um, Josh, you can throw that back up there because that was the story that came out about, um, and you had to, yeah, there you go, pull it back down if you don't mind for a second. But 
uh, talks about the arrest stems from Auburn's police attempting to perform traffic stops of a male operating a motor, uh, motorcycle uh, on two separate occasions near the area of Heisman Drive and South Donahue Drive on 26th of July 2022. The male, was, who was not wearing a helmet, fled from police, committed several other traffic offenses in the, in the process. Officers terminated the pursuit on both occasions as a matter of safety. So uh, uh, Tyler Jamal Finley was identified as the person operating the motorcycle and arrest warrant was obtained. Finley then turned himself in and was arrested in obedience to the court or to the warrant at the Lee County Jail. He's also issued traffic citations. Finley was booked in and made eligible for a $3,000 bill but, um, or bond. Pretty crazy. Listen, I mean, if this is the last thing or the only thing that he's ever arrested for, then we'll laugh about this in a couple of years. That's right. Um, but again, it's it's not a, it's not a really particular good look, and we don't like to hear about any arrest uh, this close to any football season, regardless of where you are on the depth chart. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, I go back to his performance in the uh, Birmingham Bowl. He did not look like an SEC quarterback. And Matt, you were there. Yeah, it was it was painful. Yeah. Um, he was missing swing passes, bad. Like the running back couldn't even get his hand on it. Um, yeah, it, it was bad. But I've also seen him even at LSU. Look pretty darn good. Yeah. Does anyone think it's hilarious though that a guy that actually wears a helmet for a living wasn't wearing one when he had to ride a moped? I mean, the guy's got a he's got a helmet on sixteen hours a day. You can't ride. You can't put one on when you're on a moped. It would be great if if he just wore his Auburn helmet. (laughs) Would that count? They would not. Would that count? Probably they wouldn't have pulled him over. It did. It counted an easy rider. You remember Jack? Now if he had pads and stuff on, it probably look a little strange. But for God's sakes, I mean. You wear a helmet every day. Put a damn helmet on. Jay, did you that ever be, ride your bike to practice? No, that will be the. <laughs> did you ever ride your bike? To... No, I did not. In the next Amazon product he has will be a Auburn Tiger bicycle helmet that he'll be selling on Amazon.com. <laughs> will be brilliant, the and they'll sell them. I, I, but I will say this: I did have a um, a Honda scooter moped type thing that my sister. And I had growing up. Guess who bought that from me my freshman year or my sophomore year in college? When Derek Lassick. Uh, Derek David drove Palmer. that thing. Derek Lassick drove it all over campus without a helmet. <laughs> did you wear did you uh ever ride your bike to practice like when you were eight years old with your pads and your helmet on? Now your helmet would go over your over your handlebar. But did yeah, you ever do that, Jay? I didn't because the practice field was about four or five miles, if not further away. So mom would have to drive me or dad would have to drive me to practice. So I, I didn't, it wasn't like it was just down the street. But I know a lot of kids that did that. I, we never wore bike helmets. We never wore, we never, I mean, we, we drank out of the, you know, the water hose. I mean, we never came inside. We left the house at Hose-high. eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it came in for maybe a, a quick drink and then uh, back out to play. And then your parents were, you know, demanding you come in, have supper and, back out till 10 o'clock at night here in the summer when the street lights would come on and just crazy. I mean, it's just so different now. Yeah. We never got snacks at friends' houses either. No, I didn't get we one never got snack sick either. my entire life at anyone's. I got like a glass of iced tea. That was it. But now friends come over to my house and I mean, my refrigerator is gone. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Get out of here. They're eating roast. They're eating fried chicken. I'm like, what are you guys doing? You don't eat at home? What's wrong with roast. Like, get out. They don't even ask. They're they just open sandwiches. the refrigerator and they start going, yeah, they're pouring milk. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Get they're Kramer. Kramer. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we never got that. We, 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 we never we, went inside. Well, we, weren't, we weren't allowed to go we in the house. No. 
No. A play yeah. date was at 9 o'clock in the morning. Your mom said, go outside. Yeah, exactly. Did, did any of y'all have a, a couch that had the plastic over it? No. Did well, you mom, know somebody that did? Everybody loves Raymond, the couch. Show. My mom my mom used sheets. <laughs> sheets? She put sheets on the And, and she had special that. towels for our hair because if she didn't want our greasy hair getting on the pillows. And so my even my dad, he had to have a towel and every three days, she'd take the towel off, lift your head, do not put your head back, and she'd wash it, bring it back up, put that's, the towel on. That's what they should have done in coming to like, America with the like, Sherry yeah, Curl. Yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. when that guy got up and walked off and the stain was she right there. She used to get yeah. so angry when I'd lay my head down on one of her pillows. I'm like, dude. Tony, did you have a loofah? Welcome home. I get off my pillows. I did not have a loofah. But we did have a uh, a large, we had a large uh, paddle thing with, uh, with, with uh, like, uh, camel hair on the end of it. My dad had a hard time breaching a part of his back. Okay. <laughs> and our shower was too small. Um, yeah. And so this, um, I never knew what it was. I just figured it was something my mom was using the latter, in the latter part of her life, but I knew they weren't intimate. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we need to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Alex, you want to follow that? <laughs> you welcome, to, welcome to radio. I do. You know, my Tony mom loved the vacuum cleaner. Do you, remember? Uh, do, you, do you use a loofah? Uh, I loofah. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> do you use a loofah? No. Jay, yeah, I am I the only one who's brave enough to say is I use there, a loofah? Is there something you want to tell us on the show? Do you want to find like you have summer homes, you don't like snakes, you ride mopeds, and you have a loofah? And I'll, and you have a I'll, even, I'll even go this far. I have a purple loofah. <laughs> do you? Do you? Do you <laughs> and it's lovely. And you love Jay, JoJo Seawall. I, you know, if there's something you want to do, we have a massive listening audience right now. Now would be the time you can actually live the life you want to live. And I have a, and I have a, a four-pound dog. And you're holding a dog on your lap right now during a radio show. And I'm thinking about getting a Gucci bag to carry my dog in. You can live the life you want to live right now. I got two words for you, monkey pox. Don't do it. All right. Again. Alex's amazing antidotes are coming up. Hey, Pat, has he left the studio? <laughs> Did he run? Did he take his moped and get out of here? Uh, You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, audio video excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Mm-hmm. Oh, welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. Jay, Lars, Matt, Tony, and Alex. Alex's awesome anecdotes. What do you got for us? The American Massage Therapy Association is set to have its annual convention this month in Cleveland with Michael Phelps being keynote speaker. The irony there is hard to believe. I thought that was an Obviously, NFL meme. Was it? Oh. <laughs> no, it's, it's real. It's real. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, and it's, it's not like they planned this over the last 
month or so. I mean, they got Phelps as their keynote speaker. Yeah. And I understand the place that they're holding it is just right down the street from the stadium. Tony, your thoughts on what's going on with Deshaun Watson? Um, so uh, he got given six games, correct? Yes. The um, Players Association said they weren't going to appeal, but the National Football League is. Yes. Uh, and they're, they're saying, obviously, he needs to be suspended even longer. At least a year. I think uh, a year is minimum what they're looking for. And it, I read this morning they've now turned it over to a New Jersey, a former New Jersey district attorney, and he is going to review and make the call. I don't think there's any doubt that something uh, nefarious and something uh, creepy happened uh, because that many women don't come forward. Exactly. Um, if it was three or four, it would be too many. But the fact that it was 24, 25 or whatever, and I know there are four of them that didn't, a sign off, and then three didn't. I guess one's still out there. Um, it, it's it's not a, it's not a good look. Uh, and the fact that uh, Deshaun Watson's posting pictures right now on his Instagram of him and his significant other uh, on yachts, uh, it's just it's just not a good look. Is uh, you he know, really? and, and and part of me, because I'm a Bengals fan, wants to see Cleveland suffer because they were the idiots that gave him a two hundred thirty million dollar <laughs> guaranteed contract. Guaranteed, yeah. it's guaranteed. He's going to get his two hundred thirty million dollars. Um, before they even found out what happened here and left uh, Baker Mayfield, who I, I think could probably take them to the next level out in the dust. I, you know, it's 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 an ugly look. It really is. We we, we do a show with uh, with uh, the Woodhouse Day Spa every single week, and we've talked about this. People have called up and said, you know, how does this work? Uh, it doesn't work in, in organizations like the Woodhouse Day Spa because it's very reputable and, and, and uh, environmentally friendly. But um, there's no doubt that players are getting massages environmentally friendly, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, if you're going to the same place Bob Kraft is getting a, a, a massage, you probably don't go to the Woodhouse Day Spa. Tony, do you have trade? Uh, there's, his, there's his lovely bride. There she is. Um, I, I actually, well, I don't mind that picture. You just kind of, you know. Yeah. Photoshop him out. Get out of the way. But, I mean, yeah, he's sitting on 230 mil, and he doesn't have to play another snap. Uh, and, and I don't know what that tells uh, our, our youngsters of this world. Who's, who wears diamond necklaces when they're on a yacht out in the middle of the ocean? A guy who's got 24 civil suits against him. For- <laughs> you know, when, when, when he was at Clemson, you never would have thought any of this was going to happen because he was just such a – seemed like such a good guy. Abba was a huge he, fan. Yeah, and, uh, you know uh, – you have uh, it was work done, uh, helped uh, build him and his mother a new house when uh, when Deshaun was uh, just at very young. I don't know, six, seven, eight years old. Uh, get him out of a housing project into a Habitat for Humanity house, and that seemed to sort of change the course of his life. And he seemed very, very grateful, was respectful. Uh, you just never would have seen this coming. But I, I, I'm also wondering when did Deshaun Watson become the second coming of Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, I mean, has he won a playoff? Yeah, he beats the, he's beating the Bengals mm-hmm. in a playoff game. Or no, that was like that the TJ. Yeah, yeah. TJ he he doesn't even have a winning record, does he? I mean, I so. he, he's, he's a good player. There's no doubt oh, about yeah. it. But uh, $230 million guaranteed. I was glad to see that Kyler Murray, uh, the, the contract that he got was not fully guaranteed. Uh, and uh, because Joe Burrow's coming up, and I don't, I simply don't think the Brown family has the cash to guarantee a two hundred and fifty million dollar contract. Which well, is what they Burrow do. They're is just not going to spend it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they do. They're just not going to spend it. Yeah, you know, the, the thing too is, and this, this is sports in general. He goes twelve and five, 
and they go to the playoffs, we're all going to forget about it. We're not going to forget about it, but Cleveland Brown fans, the dog pound will be barking. They don't care. Yeah. Bring me home a, a, you know, a, a playoff game or a Super Bowl, and I don't know if he's the guy to, to make that happen. But again, what, what's the two words I just said? Decision-making. He yeah. may, if you make bad decisions, um, and, and there was a great uh, article, and, and this, is, this is great. It's a great tangent. There's a great article uh, about uh, women who have men who cheat, and uh, the first place they need to look is at their work. See how they work. If they're not working correctly, or they're cutting corners at work, and they're not listening to their boss, they're not obedient, they're not following the rules, they're not showing up on time, then that crosses over into the relationship, mm. and vice versa. If someone's doing something pretty campy or creepy outside work, chances are they're doing some of the same stuff inside the office walls. And if he's making those types of bad decisions off the football field, imagine what he's going to do on it. He is, for the record, That's interesting. literally, uh, 29 and 27, including posts. All right, Alex, what you got on deck? NBC's longest-running series, Days of Our Lives, will be moving off NBC and onto their streaming platform, Peacock. Never seen Days of Our Lives. I did watch Young and the Restless growing up. Did you? I did. Man. I did. I started when I was I got uh, into the bold and beautiful like 10 for years year. old, and I watched it throughout college. I was like Michael Keaton for a while because I was doing afternoon radio, so I had the time, and I was watching Between the Prices Right and the Bold and Beautiful. I watched it for about a year, and I was like, what am I doing, man? And I actually got into it a little bit. Back in the early 80s, mm-hmm. I remember this because I, uh, I was at Alabama. General Hospital became the rage on campus. Mm-hmm. And people, Jay wasn't there, but football <laughs> players were watching it. Everybody was we watched. We watched Jay, Days of you our a lives. soap opera guy? Yeah, we watched okay. Days of Our Lives. That was kind of the... the, the I love uh, Deidre Hall. Is Drake, yeah. Yeah. Is Drake Demore still on there? Yeah, Bo and Hope are still Who? trying to make it. Joey. <laughs> uh, you, you do remember. One of my colleagues at SI once did a long, long story on NBA players. And, you know, they have time to kill during the day. And how the vast majority of majority of them were hooked on soaps, <laughs> and most of them it was Young and the Restless and you know, Victor Newman and the evil Victor Newman and yeah, you know, my, was my gra- really big on that. And he's an NBA guy, and he talks about it as Barkley, Charles yeah. Barkley during that era. He yeah, watched the, all, all the NBA Barkley. guys take take a nap. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we, we we watched them in between practices. We watched it, um, it even in, in the NFL. Every locker room we had like TVs going and guys. Would, that was kind of like the nap time. The guys would fall asleep or whatever else. But I'll, I'll never forget my grandmother, Grandmother Barker. She would, um, she she had her stories, and you'd call her up and she'd be like, be crying and be like, you know, I'm like, Grandmother, what's wrong? She's like, well, so and so, and I'm thinking she's talking about her next door neighbor, and it was somebody on TV that had gotten killed or somebody was dying and stuff. So <laughs> the stories is what they what the uh, older generation called it. I'm, I'm watching my stories. Wow. Deep dive into soap operas. That's not something I would have immediately thought about. All right, Alex, you got another one? I do. A Joker sequel, Joker, Folly Adieu, has been confirmed to release on October 4th, 2024. Lady Gaga will be involved along with Joaquin Phoenix reprising his role as the Joker. Her role remains a mystery, mm. but it's assumed to be Harley Quinn, and it's set to be a musical. Oh, a musical. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm listen sorry. to Mr. Moment yeah. over here. That sounds great. Let's go well, see Chicago. Is it Lady you, Gaga, Gaga that drew you in? Yes, but no, but I also <laughs> the first Joker was amazing. It was oh, very yeah. disturbing. Did you yeah. listen to Lady Marmalade on the way in? 
<laughs> no, the village people got it queued up on his yeah. age. Barbara Streisand. What happened to Batgirl? What happened to that flick? It was, the, it I heard it was a $90 million production. 90 million I know what happened. Dollars. Michael yeah. Keaton was actually in that. Who yeah. was going to be Batwoman? Uh, I don't even know the name of the woman. I had seen her before. She, was, she looked like a Batgirl. Batwoman. <laughs> oh, God. Who Bat was person. the Batwoman in the TV show that was Bat uh, incredibly attractive? <laughs> I think there were a couple of them. Halle Berry. All right. Uh, I think. Uh, oh. Uh, now, I'll watch Halle that. Berry. Halle Berry. Uh, all right. Uh, you got another one left. We'll do them on the other side of the break. I do. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid afternoon, the chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 93, tonight's low, 74. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with a few scattered showers and storms around. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. this song. I mean, it was it was an A rotation back in my early days of radio, and I had to play it. All of us huge. Didn't I like that in the myself. Well, I understand. Yeah, Marcia, I'm not sure. Uh, Lars, mm. if you had to be one of those people, which mm. one would be? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Police officer. He's already. Officer. Yeah, how uh, about you? Uh, I'd probably be the Indian, just because of the nose. <laughs> I've, got some, uh, I've, got some, I've got some Indian in me, too. Cowboy. Jay, who would you be? <laughs> Whoever's left over. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Is, the fi- is there a firefighter? What would what would be your what would be Matt Coulter's Indian name? I've got an Indian name. If you live if you've ever lived in Indiana, you, you have an Indian name. I I did not know that. Yes. Alex, do you even know who the village people are? I saw the video a while ago, but I don't remember like why? What- they, they played that song at the closing ceremonies of the World Games, and the place went crazy. Play that song like, everywhere. Yeah. That and Crazy Train. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Alex, you got one or two more for us. I do. So on a Wednesday, travelers on I-65 near Coleman faced heavy traffic due to a runaway cow. The cow had fled from a Coleman County animal control vehicle. I saw that. Uh, you know, he had that big white spot. I guess, is that a, a Hereford? It was just running down the media. Yeah. It's a great video. Shuts down traffic. Oh. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? You've seen an animal? Have Anything? I seen an animal? Like, you know, on the internet. Yes. <laughs> you have you have an animal on your lap. We're not going to go through that. But have you ever seen an animal? Have you ever seen? Because, uh, you know, in some places you see kangaroos and bears. Where the hell are you driving? Where do you Australia, see kangaroos? Australia. Australia. <laughs> Well, you that's see kangaroos? Uh, I don't know. I took you the wrong start, turn over there. Suddenly take, they were everywhere. You need to start taking yeah. Uber. That's what you need to do. You're seeing kangaroos on your way home. Yeah. Did they ever find that kangaroo? 
Mm-hmm. One broke out of that uh, wildlife, you know, zoo-like place in Tuscaloosa. They were sending out posts. Do not, How would you like do not have, approach. How would you like to have a really important engagement, whether it's your wedding or maybe you're going to court or something, and you're stuck in traffic because of someone's flipping heifer? I mean, let's just drive. It, it's going to be fine. We don't need to shut yeah. traffic down to protect a cow, for God's sakes. There's thousands of cows dying every day because of the heat right now. Are we going to protect? I'm fifth- well, if you hit it, hey, it's stay. not the heat. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Apparently, the kangaroo is still on the loose. Uh, wow. And uh, the public has been warned to stay away from uh, the loose kangaroo, saying uh, uh, the police said uh, these are not the cute little fuzzies. No, the big tall ones that will hit you in the jaw. <laughs> yeah. Like Phil Dunphy. Oh, all right. It was, it was, uh, Alice, you got was, one more to wrap. Lake Tesco, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you sink because your pouch would take on water? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Finish this off, literally. Applebee's has partnered with Wendy Lux to launch Saucy Gloss, a collection of four lip glosses inspired by <laughs> Applebee's wing sauces. They are Get Me Hot Buffalo, Sweet Chili Kiss, Get Me, Get Be My Honey Pepper, and Honey Barbecue Tea. Mm. As lip gloss? Wow. Mm, I'm not going to comment on that. There's too many different ways you can go there. <laughs> hey, by the way, Marsha turned 66 today. Yes, you really? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? Yeah. You know, yeah. when I was a teenager, young teenager, she was pretty hot. Dude, go watch her on Fantasy Island. She was on Fantasy Island. You will look at Marsha totally different than you ever saw her on Brady Bunch. I'm just well, telling you. Well, we got 60 seconds. Please, I'm just, please Irvin, elaborate. Irvin, Irvin Village is, I think. The plane, the plane. The plane, the plane. She was like a little kitten on that show. You just need to check it out. And I think as well, she was still doing the Brady Bunch. Oh, I'm just telling you. I'm a 56-year-old creep. I'm Tony Curry. Nice to see you. <laughs> nice for you to drop by. I thought Mr. Brady She's was older than the show. <laughs> you would. You love architects, don't you? Mark, you finished off the week with the wine of the week. And I don't know how many people got that, but I sure as heck did. He liked Dallas, too, but we'll save that for next week. <laughs> the kangaroo was last seen swimming in Lake Tuscaloosa. No, it was not. Really? According to Josh Smith. Oh. Our producer. Was he on a moped? <laughs> <laughs> It finally came out of the closet. All right. Oh, my gosh. Thanks to Jonathan and Josh and to Joe and um, everybody in this room. Uh, Y'all have a very, very blessed day. You're listening to the J. Bar-